Support for Accounting for Your Thoughts podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Boom! <laughs> Headshot! Take that, you stupid noob! <laughs> hey, 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 Love you doing? games. What's going on? Hey man, sorry you scared me. I was just playing some yeah. COD. Uh, we got a podcast to do. Uh, what are you doing? Playing COD. I mean, just playing COD. What happened to all the good podcasters in this generation? This generation. What is there another generation of podcasting? Yeah, I mean, like Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. You know what? Fuck California. Listen. When I used to come into the studio, people would have their hairy scrotums out. They'd be putting on the talcum powder. Shit would get done. Now what I come in here and you all are playing video games. What, what other, is this? What other podcasts have you been on? Uh, okay. You know what? We got things to do. Don't go soft on me, all right? Okay. Should we start the show now? Yes, let's start the show. Please. Sorry. God, this is ridiculous. Video God. I don't have a girlfriend. Yo, it's showtime, here we go. Buckle up, mask up, Ray Mysterio. Yeah, Mr. McMahon, the stereo. I'ma set the stipulation and scenario. Force count everywhere, doors drive everywhere. Hit you with a finisher from out of nowhere. Eyes all white, with the coast there, you know I had to go there. Hell yeah, the flow so real. Pins in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. You ain't really ready for the boss, no pins in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. Shooting star deadly off the porch, no pennies in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. The most electrifying, steady with the source, not a penny in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. Yeah, just a Kenny for your thoughts, what? The Kenny for your thoughts podcast. Mr. Brandon Brown, I'm feeling good, Brandon. Not a drop frame in sight, only drop brain cells from that look on your face. How are you? I can't believe you're playing video games all day today. Unbelievable. People are asking, why is your voice muffled? Because Brandon, Brandon doesn't have the uh, desire to go buy a new microphone. I keep telling him, I keep telling him bluntly, right, to go buy a condenser mic. I'm like, you know, sound like me. You know, you can sound uh, velvety. You can have your velvety tones. And Brandon's like, uh, I mean, they're really listening for you anyway, man. I mean, like, I'm just, I'm just the garnish, man. Like, you're the di main dish, you know. That's right. You know, why, I'm the why even spend that kind of money, you know? Uh, I mean, it's fine, you know. And, and the first thing we come on this episode, people are asking why your voice is muffled. So, Brandon, <laughs> please tell you your fans. I please tell your fans. Your your misguided fans. Why, uh, <laughs> why your mic is muffled? I have no idea. I thought this is the better mic of the two, but now I guess it isn't. Oh yes, yeah, so buy your mic. Thank you, Hunter. I appreciate it. Look at that. Problem solved. Hunter, by the way, I'm, you know uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read it out loud. It is your your personal business. But if you need someone to talk to, man, uh, always feel free to to drop in. Uh, uh, more than happy to to help you out. I'm I'm sorry to hear you've been going through some tough times. I, I saw I saw that message right there. Um, and let's see. So 205. We're we're actually competing against 205 Live tonight, Brandon, oh. because 205 Live has some. Uh, I shouldn't even say it because now people are going to tune out. I'm like, <laughs> they got the uh, dusty classic. Ah, that'll put a lot of butts in the seats, and then like ten people tune out. <laughs> people. Okay, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Uh -huh. Diego's asking, right? Yeah. Where are the knives? from the skit that we just shot obviously about the undertaker right he's asking where are the knives 
Do you think I'm stupid enough to put a knife on YouTube? We'd be blocked instantaneously. Why would I put a knife on, on a live YouTube show? <laughs> Come on, guys. Uh, but Elijah. I, Jesus, yeah. this so so and also I'd probably cut myself. Yeah. By the way, I want to thank Hollis, who's not here right now, but um, I, I'll t I'd tell you where she is. But you know, it'll it'll be actually you know I'll tell you what it is. She's she's taking her dad out to karaoke, which is oh. what my daughter is gonna have to put up with as well. Dad's drunk. Dad's drunk drinking his Manhattans at uh at the local Tampa karaoke again. <laughs> <laughs> I just called to say. I love you. Mom's not coming back. Leave her alone. You know, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, come on, get loosey goosey, man. I don't need. I don't need a co like. If you're gonna be this type of co-host, I might as well just talk to the wall. All right. Here, look. Oh, I disappeared. There, it'll make you disappear, right? So you're go. gone. I might as well just talk to this couch and this drone over here, bro. Come on, have a conversation Wait, with me. Look, the chat. The chat's having a better conversation with me. Yeah, whose room is this in the background with the drone and everything? This is crazy. This is a fantastic game room. I like this thing here. Gotta, Brandon, you know it's my man day. Here, by the, the way, hold on. Let me get. Let me. Uh, mm. Let me just eat that cherry. Mm. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. How did everyone like SmackDown? By the way, if you've seen it, thumbs up if you like SmackDown. Thumbs down <laughs> if you didn't like SmackDown. <laughs> I'm willing to risk it because SmackDown was decent. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, well, you want to get into Brandon, it? Brandon, let's yeah. try this again. Okay, look, uh -huh. Brandon, look, okay, this show is like sex, all right? I can't just be doing everything. You got to put at least some back into it so that, you know, I can at least have fun with this. And by the way, <laughs> by the way, Fernando is saying to put Bernie. I messed up because I actually was going to put Bernie just for the record, and I messed yeah. up. Yeah, do wait, do we have a uh a donations you can turn on in this thing? I like, this sounds like a good idea. I mean if people want to donate to help me out with the uh with the equipment, I love it. Brandon, I would I would do that if and only if you actually made some effort to do it yourself. <laughs> you got a way to get this going. Okay, so yeah, just just lean in and move away from your mic so that no one can hear you. That's okay. Look, I like this, by the way. Uh, I, I was talking about Hollis, but by the way, you notice we haven't dropped a frame. That's because Hollis was kind enough to basically yell at me and say, you need to hardwire your connection. <laughs> yeah. And she was absolutely right because it is completely fine. I thought it was my computer, but it is absolutely the connection. And Hollis is right. So thank you, Hollis. So when she comes in, everybody, I want y'all to clap. I want y'all to clap in the chat because she is the reason that we are so silky smooth today, baby. That's right, man. It was all yeah, about the wires. Brandon, well, we're going yeah. to cut to you for a second, though. You, you, you go ahead. You give us, you give us a little soliloquy there, Brandon. So yeah, so he got the wire plugged in. We were figuring, he was having a weird uh, upload download thing with the with the wireless, I guess. But now he's plugged in. We're silky smooth so far. It might have also been the uh, the NDI option because <laughs> I got that on too so oh my god um, can we not can we not start about the uh, NDI what you did so, Brandon, so please I, explain what we what we're talking about with the NDI yeah so yeah so we were having some trouble on the last episode and uh, I was like you know what maybe there's something on my end that's going screwy so I was just like clicking to the option it was like oh there's this little option you know NDI to turn on to help with I guess sort of the video capturing i was like uh should i turn this on he was like yes you should have had this on like a while ago and i was like oh 
So I turned that on. So that might also be part of why it's running silky smooth. So a little bit of both. I think it's a little bit of both. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. Do you see how quickly I do you, do you see how quickly I can edit, by the way, if you're watching yeah. the video version? Do you even notice it, Brandon? <laughs> I didn't I didn't even know what you were doing. Do you, do you see one. do you see Bernie Sanders right there? Hey, Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> that is how quickly I can edit when my fucking frames don't drop, Brandon. Now, if I'd, I'd have a good, uh, good uh, wrestling podcast if I had a great, uh, good. Sh- uh, oh my god, I'm stuttering. I'm stuttering. I, if I had a good co-host, there we go. You know, but as, I didn't do just as bad as uh, Private Party and Top Flight, did I? Right there, they messed hey, up a little on. bit on Dynamite, brother. Come on, like you know what? It, it's not about that so much. I, I think the the stable itself is great. Especially, especially Matt Hardy. As I, I'm digging Matt Hardy. Let's as, like, let's talk. All right. So I don't want to. I don't want to say that you know they they messed up because I don't want anyone to think that I'm ragging on them. But that was a rough match. Private Party, Matt Hardy versus Top Flight and Matt Seidel. I don't blame. Uh, I don't blame Matt Hardy. I don't blame Matt Seidel. I blame Private Party and I blame Top Flight. But let me give you some context there. They are very young teams. Okay, yeah. and. The only way they're going to get better is with some TV exposure. And the only way that they can work on things is with TV exposure. So obviously they go out, they have this match. What I hope is that no one, they didn't go backstage and everyone was just like, great job guys. I hope somebody said, especially Matt Hardy and Matt Seidel said, guys, you went out there and you went a little bit too fast. You need to slow it down. You know, when you think that you're going too fast, slow it down. And I've heard that advice from all the greats. You know, the Macho Man, Big Show says the Macho Man said it. If you think you're going too fast, slow down. You know, of course, Randy Orton saying it. You know, Randy Orton, <laughs> pitch perfect. Randy Orton said, we, we, that's kind of our joke is that Randy Orton's like the slowest methodical wrestler in the world. <laughs> but obviously he's saying it, you know, the point is, you know, actually, let me apply this to life. I actually realized that I was doing this myself. And I just, I, I want to show you here that I'm not saying, oh, private party and top flight shit. They're not. They're far <laughs> from shit. It's just, again, they were live on TV. The nerves hit. They were trying to do a good match. Um, so full disclosure, as people know, for the last two weeks, I've been a full-time mortgage loan originator. Uh, that is what I am by trade. You might have seen me wearing the shirt. I've worked for Bliss Mortgage here in Tampa. So if you need a home loan in Tampa, Florida, or you need to refinance your home in, in, in uh, Florida, I should say, not just Tampa, by all means, hit me up. I will definitely help you out, and I will do better than anything Brandon has to offer, and everything <laughs> sexually and in any other way. It's However, yeah, and, and Diego's talking about, hey, Triple H said that to AJ too. Yes, right. so AJ, what he's referring to is AJ's Royal Rumble documentary where um, AJ Styles goes backstage after his match, and Triple H is like, "Hey, kid, uh, nice match," uh, and he. But you need to uh, slow down. Uh, and then AJ goes, I, 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 I mean, I, I went out there and I, I had the best match that I could. But, 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 but you know, I, I, I want to show him what I got. And, uh, <laughs> and Triple H, and in hindsight, AJ Styles says, you know, hey, I shouldn't have been that guy because nobody likes a butt guy. Mm. So basically, if you, if you say butt and you don't take the criticism, then obviously, you know, you're not learning. So back to Top Flight and Private Party. Um, and in my example, I should say, I found myself doing that. I found like, you know, I was calling people and I was doing things in my transactions and I was kind of like rushing. And I literally thought of like, okay, how much of a hypocrite are you? Because you're telling, you know, top flight mentally. I'm like, you're telling top flight and private party to slow it down. But here you are in your new profession 
and you're not doing the same thing. You're rushing through things and you're moving too fast. So literally all week, what's been helping, well, obviously since dynamite, but what's been helping me is, is telling myself in that like old timer kind of way, like slow down, kid, you're going too fast. So I've been telling myself that in my profession and mm -hmm. I, I take a deep breath and go, okay, let me reassess this. And I go again. And I think we can apply that advice in life. When we're nervous because of some new, new venture, or we're nervous because we're trying to talk to a girl that we like, but we've never really talked to her before, you know, something like that, take a breath and slow it down because you don't realize how fast you're going until you kind of see it back. And yes, mm. Diego, some people like butt guys, I see that. <laughs> uh, so it's Mackin' It Raw says, can't wait till everyone realizes they are getting advice from Florida man. <laughs> I am the anti-Florida man, oh my God. <laughs> Brandon's Florida man. Brandon's Florida man. Uh, there's uh, there's this one funny part I think during the match and Jr. I I think um I want to say oh, Jr. They... must have been having a conniption. Yeah, like like trying not to, but you know you know he's already criticized AEW wrestlers for the spots and moving too fast, and yeah. I've said he's right, and I think this showed it in my opinion. You know, <laughs> by the way, yeah. if you. If you think JR was right, I shouldn't say this because I'm sure people disagree with him. A lot of people disagree. With him. But if you want to help us out, if you somehow for some reason see Bernie Sanders in the background of this video, please do me a favor. Hit that like button. Subscribe. <laughs> ring that bell. Ding, ding, ding. And Brandon, go ahead. Yeah, no, uh, it was funny where uh, he's like, does it even matter? Uh, I think he was referring to because like, I guess they kind of messed up who the legal man was because they were just everybody just kept like running in and out and they weren't like, you know, properly tagging in and out and yeah. stuff like that. And I, I noticed was, like, that I wonder, one too. Yeah, I wonder if, like if you find that sort of problematic with some of the crazy tag team matches that, that go on nowadays. I do. I, and the thing is, though, again, I don't want to shit on private party and shit on top fight because they are amazing teams with great potential. The thing is, like I said, somebody needs to have the balls to say it. Sometimes in this generation, I, I feel like The Undertaker. We'll get into that. But <laughs> I feel like The Undertaker. I'm like, you know, sometimes these kids, they want to hear the compliments, but they don't want to hear the criticisms. Bluntly, if my podcast sucks, tell me. You know why? Because I am going to be mad at you. I'm going to say, fuck you. You know what I mean? But I will internalize that and I will make it better because I feel like a lot of people will hear the will hear the compliments, but they refuse to listen to criticism. We all will do better with the criticism. You know what I mean? I've had my boss call me on mortgages and he's basically like, oh, you did this good. You did this good. I said, bro, I know you're calling me to critique something I did wrong. Just tell me, mm. you know, it's going to piss me off because I'm doing it wrong, but I'm not pissed off on a personal level. Like, I just want to do better. So, <laughs> you know. Thanks, <laughs> yes, Brandon does suck, just for the record. Yes. Just for the record. Um, but yeah, Brandon, I don't know. Brandon, what have you been up to this week? I, uh, have you been sending any packages to Lacey Evans? <laughs> I've not sent any packages to Lacey Evans. <laughs> what, what is this about? I, I, didn't have the, I don't have the clip ready uh, just because it wasn't <laughs> working before I went on, but uh, there's basically a clip from her. I think it's called like American Brawn and, or something like that. She's got like this um, YouTube channel and uh, she was opening up fan mail. Something this. Oh, sweet Jesus. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you don't know it because I'm, I'm pretty sure this was Brandon that sent this, but she opens <laughs> it up and she says something like, I've been searching far and wide for uh, the same stockings that you wear in the ring and it basically the fans sent it to her and asked her to sign it. And it was just so yeah, creepy. No, the way it was said was so creepy as if 
this fan was either gonna put them on and just kind of like you know do this number, or this fan was gonna <laughs> like sleep with the stockings or something. It just came across creepy. And my thing is like, oh. guys, if you if you think of doing that to a wrestler, please, for the love of God, don't. Please. Uh, the Badman, uh, I want to shout out the Badman TV. It says, I see you guys on Twitter all the time. First time checking in. Thank you for joining us. It's actually Brandon's first time on the podcast, too. Yes. Uh, because mentally, he hasn't been there for 109 episodes. So this is this is the first one that Brandon's actually joined us. And, uh, Brandon, I'm, I'm trying welcome. to find Lacey's channel right now. So see, I that's what I'm see, saying. You see, he, yeah. that's why I can't tell him I can't break news like this, because now he's off on a tangent. <laughs> now he's off. Now he's off just trying to find this clip. I'm pretty sure it was you, Brandon. <laughs> I, I, wait, like she wears like cool stockings and stuff like that out to the ring. Like that would be something cool. Okay, to have. but it was definitely like it sounded very sexual. It literally sounded like I've been searching and I finally found it. And if you could just sign it and send it back, and it was just the way the letter was said. It was like it wasn't charming. It was it was like literally just like, Ugh. and then she says it. She goes, Ugh, like. You nasty. And she's on air. She's trying to do her best, kind of like me when I have this guy next to me. Uh, but, uh, I think you she know, was a it character. was just you could tell like, her. You could tell nasty. it really irked her. And uh, yeah, it was it was just it was just creepy, Brandon. Oh man, I don't I don't buy it. Uh, oh, how about maybe this the group? fans a cross dresser? What does that matter? The point it does yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if the no, but that doesn't matter. That it was it, even if even if the fan was you know was was trying to wear it. That's not the issue. The issue was like how it came across. It, <laughs> you made the talent feel comfortable. Hey, Brandon. Hey, Brandon. Yeah. Do me a favor. Take off your underwear right now. Sign it and send it to me, baby. Uh, okay. That uh, doesn't sound creepy to you. I mean, but you say that stuff to me all the time, so it's like. Yeah, but that's because we have a lot of sexual tension. There's a difference. There's a difference there. We've known each other for too long. You know, things happen. And right. She wears cool stockings to the ring. Horniest guy in the room. See? It's true. <laughs> I just wish that people like that would go away. But speaking of going away, yeah. have you heard that uh, NBC Sports Network is going away at the end of this year? Dude, that's crazy. But I don't and think like, people yeah. are thinking the consequence here, right? So go ahead. Say what you were going to say. Well, yeah, I, I would tune into it because they would carry the uh i guess the epl or it, they would carry some of the soccer games and stuff so i would like to watch those and stuff in the morning yeah, uh absolutely. It, so it was like it was a nice like alternative sports network because you don't always get that on the other networks nbc um, sports had a lot yeah. I, I i agree especially like olympics time that was the channel that would yeah. have like all the all the other stuff too uh which is crazy we were supposed to get the olympics in 2020 which obviously we didn't get um so that's I insane to think about but yeah. uh but yeah, I mean, uh, NBC Sports going away. I think you know a lot of people are like, oh my god, you know NHL, NASCAR, like what's happening? They're, well, first of all, they're moving to the, the uh, USA Network, right, right. but I don't think anyone's thinking the consequence there, because all of these sports are going to the USA Network. So Wednesday night, eight o'clock, sounds like prime time to me. How right. does this affect NXT? It, are we right. in a situation where bluntly NXT is losing? If okay, if the pitch to USA Network was, we want to go head-to-head -head with AEW Dynamite. Again, if that was the pitch, then USA is probably saying, okay, we're getting all of these sports, and bluntly, you told us you'd be winning this war. You're losing. All right. Do we push this to a different night? Because obviously it's not popping the ratings that we expected. When you got, like, bluntly, I hate to say it, and you know I'm a wrestling, I'm a diehard wrestling fan, but... These sports are probably going to get better ratings than WWE ever would get with NXT on a Wednesday at 8 p.m. 
you know so why not put something viable there uh, in that sense you know what i mean so i'm I'm just looking at from a business aspect it's like do they do they move it right i i I know like you know raw or raw sort of big but i wonder if any of that would primp i didn't even think of raw too i didn't even think of raw even though but, I mean, they paid a lot of money for raw so maybe not yeah. but i'm still wondering you know if you got a certain sport event coming up you know, it's you know nhl games monday night yeah. the, the lightning's playing i don't know you know it's like you know you're guaranteed right. a 5-0 rating it's like do you do you you put monday night raw but you know i would i would say bluntly me I would say they're keeping Raw on Mondays just because that's the flagship. That is the show. There's a certain... They probably guaranteed that. Where NXT is more of their experiment that they decided to go with last minute. So to me, it's like, you know, I think if you're a USA executive, you have more of a, you know, more of a uh, push to say, hey, why don't we put NXT on Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock? Hmm. Hey, the bad man TV's right. No, no slash limited fans has really hurt the product. It's so different without the crowds. I, I agree. It's hurt every sport. I mean, bluntly, it's hurt every sport. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's not a fair comparison in that sense, because what I'm saying is that obviously the ratings have been hurt for hockey, for, uh, you know, soccer, for mm-hmm. all these other sports, yeah. but they're still going to get better ratings than WWE's NXT. So that's my thing. Again, hit me up in the chat, or if you're watching after the fact, do you think that WWE's NXT show is going to get moved? Because I think it's a lock. I think it's, right, if you ask like, me, oh, it is, is, it's 99% chance of, of getting moved. Because I don't see why you would keep it where it is. And you Could might they, even... Oh. Remember, they pulled better ratings. Remember when they did the experiments? They pulled better ratings on, on Tuesday nights. Oh, right, when they did the... Yeah. So, so you have an argument that, may, hey, baby, you put it on Tuesday nights. Or do they even just cancel the show altogether? That's an, always an option, too. Mm. Hate to say it, but it is always an option. I'd run there... That man says still... all comes down to contracts. I agree. Yeah, I was wondering if they could still run it sort of like they do with AEW, you know, when they'll move it, you know, nights and nights when they have to, but, right. you know, it still stays pretty much on Wednesday nights. I guess my but, thing is, like, why would you do that if it's already, like, not doing well? Not doing but the then it's that, like, what right. is not doing well? It's like, in our eyes, is it that NXT is doing bad because they're getting 200000 less than AEW, but is that still good revenue producer? But, you know, then the argument comes into play where I'm like, okay, but if the NHL is going to get a, a 3-0, 4-0 easy with bigger advertisers, it's like, do you really do it? And uh, Diego says back to the network. And, you know, again, uh, with my limited point of view, because I don't know, it's like you put it back in the network, maybe you refresh the NXT product. But, again, obviously they lose sponsor revenue and they lose other things. Right. So. uh um- well, oh, uh, I guess I kind of wanted to ask ask about this. Uh, what's this deal with uh, Alistair Black? Um, we'll save that for later. Oh, you're I, saying this later. Okay, uh, it's a it's a bigger thing, I, a uh, bigger issue. Okay. I kind of want to talk, but I will say, um, it's all but confirmed that John Cena and Goldberg are confirmed for WrestleMania. It's funny though that people can't read because people are just saying Cena and Goldberg are a lock for WrestleMania, and people are like. People are tweeting, who the hell wants to see Goldberg versus John Cena? Go- I don't want to see Goldberg versus John Cena. I'm like, 
They didn't say Goldberg versus John Cena. They just said Goldberg and John Cena are a lock. Please learn to read for yeah. the love of God. And by the way, people, I just to go back to the previous topic yeah. for a second, people are saying move um, NXT to Saturday nights. That's a that's a death time slot. I don't think I don't think it would do good in, in that. You know what I mean? Uh, in the pandemic era, yeah, but we're not thinking about pandemic era. We're thinking post-pandemic era. You know, people go out on Saturday nights, you know, so uh, I don't necessarily think it's a good time slot as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, Cena, again, Cena and Goldberg um, are confirmed by Mania. What do you all think about that? Let me know because... I'd, I'd like to see Cena versus Goldberg. <laughs> you want to see Cena versus Goldberg? <laughs> what up, bro? That's freaking fire. But yeah, but wait, yeah, so this WrestleMania, right? They're John Cena! Up- you're next. <laughs> now, yeah. Now this mania, they're doing the two night thing again. Get so, it, Brandon. Brandon. Yeah. Getting right? into that topic soon. Oh, okay. I thought this was all related. I thought it was. It okay. is. But go ahead. Okay. What are you saying? Give me your thoughts on Goldberg and John Cena. Or is it good for WrestleMania? Yeah. I, yeah. J- well, it, yeah. Like I said, like you need some star power like i don't know if they've even sort of hammered down what all their matches are going to be like mm-hmm. they're still sort of working that stuff out all right uh, apparently so i mean right now what do we we got you know reigns and somebody in goldberg maybe has like the big match but it's like all right, right that's good you know what else are you what else are you going to do so it's good if you're able to get in a cena you know, especially if you can't, you know, get Taker or somebody else in. Yeah, and and Taker's retired. Like right. they, that's been confirmed. Right. You know what I mean? He's uh, he said fully he is retired. Especially right. with his comments on the Joe Rogan show, he definitely did not say nice things about the roster. So we'll get into that. <laughs> though we'll save that. Um, right. Yeah, he's gone. I mean, Sting's over on the other company. I'm thinking of like sort of like maybe big name guys you could bring back that could maybe work a match. I mean, you got Goldberg, Cena. Mm-hmm. Those are probably two, of the, you know, the biggest. Yeah, ones and I can that's think why of when, right when people yeah. sit there and they go, you know, oh, but you know, these guys are going to take time away from other guys, and this is that, and it's like I, I hate that argument sometimes because WrestleMania is like fucking seven hours, especially being a two night event. It's going to be three and a half and three and a half. These are literally two probably full pay per views, probably. right? Probably longer than that, and these are going to be two full pay per views. Okay, so obviously we have the room to have Cena build somebody up. We have the room for Goldberg to build somebody up because I don't think anybody's realizing this about Goldberg specifically. When Goldberg puts somebody over, he puts somebody over hard. So even if Goldberg is squashing somebody per se, when he gives it back to them, it's given tenfold. Mm-hmm. He took us, he's got squashed by Braun Strowman at the last WrestleMania. Nobody's considering that when he, he got squashed by Brock Lesnar like holy crap and yes that's that's bernie sanders in the background if you're watching the video version he's sitting there uh not not so happy that we're on air right now already um but speaking of wrestlemania brandon see the segue brandon yes so it it was announced last saturday that wrestlemania and and, and let me just say this right i'm gonna take full credit for this (laughs) because if you remember last week on the podcast your boy kenny not saying who kenny kenny me yeah uh said you know, if it, it would be in WWE's best interest if they brought it back to Tampa. You know, Tampa didn't get their WrestleMania. <laughs> to go to California that. wouldn't make sense because California's got all the restrictions. As Brandon yeah. said in the beginning, fuck California. <laughs> yeah. That was a Joe Rogan That's joke, right. by the way, because Joe Rogan always is 
seems to say fuck california so i have love for california i want to move to california to be honest with you um but anyway i mean you have a situation where wrestlemania 33 or 33 you hear me wrestlemania 37 (laughs) jesus i'm like four years behind 37 is going to be at raymond james stadium where the super bowl is going to be where it was supposed to be last year and it is going to be a two-night event, which is pretty crazy. So it's going to be on Saturday, Sunday. Brandon, I don't have those dates. What is that? April uh, 11th, 10th and 11th, I think. It, it is the 10th and the 11th. So April 10th and 11th, a Saturday and a Sunday. Um, and they're giving us a two-night mania. The next year, they're back in AT&T Stadium for WrestleMania 38. And then WrestleMania 39 is going to emanate from... Uh, SoFi Stadium, where it was supposed to be this year. Mm. Uh, I don't think w, uh, people give WWE enough credit for making chicken salad out of chicken shit. And what I mean by that, I told you this deep in analysis when we watched Monday Night Raw. People are not thinking about how they did this, right? So, obviously, SoFi Stadium was in California. They weren't going to get fans in there anyway. California is no. not going to open up for WWE. But look at the last, look at the two that they chose Florida and Texas. You wouldn't even know COVID exists in these states because f- us in Florida, we, there's no Florida lockdown. Man, baby. Texas, there's no lockdown. <laughs> Nothing's going on there. We're fully allowed to do what we want to do. Come on, look at this idiot over here. Look at Brandon right now. He's allowed to do what the hell he wants to do. He is definitely getting COVID this week, 100%. But I think, again, I think people don't realize how smart wwe is and let me read the people are saying agreed bad man so let me read this he says braun don't got it hate to say it, but he can be as big as he wants but wwe took too long on him and then pulled it away too quickly i completely disagree if, if you say braun Strowman doesn't have it i completely disagree braun Strowman is very special as a big man no big man has that much charisma bluntly i think braun Strowman's amazing but getting back to it WWE, listen to this. Obviously, I I had the press release. I'm on WWE's media list, so I saw the press release that said tickets will be available for WrestleMania 37 soon. So in other words, there are going to be fans at WrestleMania 37. No coincidence that it's a two-night event because, again, WWE is making chicken salad out of chicken shit. Here's what's going on. You can only have 20% of fans at Raymond James, okay? So what they're going to do is make the best of it and they're going to try to get as many people as humanly possible in there by having two nights of about 25,000 fans. I think that's all but confirmed, but that now you have about 50,000 people that have attended Mania, a lot closer to, you know, the the 60, 70, 80,000 people that would normally be at a Mania. Right. And your ticket sales, you know, your revenue is going to be a lot better. So you're going to get uh, twice the amount of money than you would have got if you had done a 20% event once on Sunday. Think WWE is making the right call here. Not only that, WWE is doing something really smart by having it at Raymond James Stadium. They're getting to piggyback off the protocol that the NFL is going to have to go through in, Jan- at the, in February. Sorry, Because obviously the NFL is having the Super Bowl. And Raymond James Stadium. And it's kind of crazy because it's looking like the Tampa Bay Bucks are going to be the first team to play a home game uh, or Super Bowl game in their home arena, which is pretty damn crazy to think about. But WWE basically gets to take notes on the NFL and they get to say, this is what they did right. They get to watch if the COVID numbers went up because of the protocol or if they stayed the same, about the same as where they were. So they get to piggyback off of the protocol. And basically, the Super Bowl is the guinea pig 
Okay, so and people are saying is 25k too much again. I'm just going with the capacity oh. of the field It is 20% of capacity So again when people say, you know when they hear 25,000 they're like, oh my god, that's a lot because you're mentally thinking of a 15,000 seat arena arena, right? This is an stadium, open stadium that is out, a lot yeah. bigger, right? So there's gonna be seats on the floor as well So in other words, it's a spacing thing Again, 20% because they're all going to be distanced. So it actually might be worse. Bluntly, it might be worse to have 5,000 people inside of an arena than it would be to have 25K in an open-air stadium spread out. Okay? So again, uh, I'm just, again, going off of the facts. You know what I mean? It is, it, it's a 20% capacity. That's what they're doing. But again, I think WWE is doing a really, really good job of making the best out of the situation because honestly can we all just like sit there and be thankful that we are going to have fans at wrestlemania like they, we uh, we, last week on our episode for, yeah. last week in our episode we literally said hey this might be the second wrestlemania without fans how crazy is that um luckily you know they're going to be so okay diego says 25 people going in in the parking lot all leaving you know and yes and that goes back to me saying they will let the Super Bowl figure that out and kind of see what works and what doesn't work. Remember, there are different mm -hmm. gates to go in. There are different areas for them to go in. Of course, they'll split the lines different ways, things like that. You remember, they're going to think about this. All right, so uh, Hunter says that. Yeah. Um, they're going to think about these things. And uh, even today, like people were picking up free swag at Raymond James Stadium. They just did a lineup. They just did a lineup of like, you know one car at a time so again right. they may maybe they'll yeah. make people park in different areas you know park line up a certain areas. way things like that so i, I don't yeah. think it all is a lost cause i think uh wwe if anybody you know and i'm not trying to kiss their ass but if anybody's going to do it properly to me it's wwe because they're not going to just risk their fans health right. more than any other industry wwe's lifeblood is their fans so i think this is going to be a good thing and hopefully hey may hopefully it's two months from now the world's change i mean you know i'm not just trying to blow smoke up their ass but we do have a new administration <laughs> so things things can change um at least more than they were before who knows who knows so i'm, I'm yeah. optimistic i'm cautiously optimistic right. but the other thing that i told brandon mm. that again a lot of people aren't thinking of where are they going next year they're going to AT&T Stadium again, where Brandon got his butthole tingled oh, in Dallas, fantastic. Texas. Fantastic True story, tingling. but that's a different story for a different day. They're going to Dallas, Texas, and there's a couple of reasons they're going to me, right? One, pandemic still exists. They're in Dallas, Texas. Texas doesn't give a shit. So Texas, same thing. Protocols are not as, not as bad. But two, if this we are out of this pandemic, yeah. everything is lifted. That stadium holds a hundred thousand plus people. The spectacle that it was at WrestleMania 32, which I, I actually didn't think about. I didn't do this on purpose, but I am wearing right. the shirt WrestleMania yep. 32 that we went to. The spectacle that it already was. It was amazing. It was mind blowing. I yeah. jaw dropping, and I I mean that. Like literally, ask Brandon. The feeling of sitting there looking oh, yeah. at five well, or six different inside. levels. Yeah, you, you couldn't see. The there were so many like, fans wow, up there. Yeah. To me, it, I was like, it was the first time I said, you know, WWE might not have inflated these numbers. I said that might be a legitimate hundred thousand people in there because of the amount of people I was counting. And what I'm saying there is how cool of WWE, right? Again one aspect is no fan or limited fans they're in texas no problem but if they can get all the fans back in 
how good of a visual is it going to be to see 100,000 screaming wrestling fans in the same area? Vince McMahon is going to freaking freaking uh, come his pants because it's, <laughs> it's going to, damn it, this is exactly what I wanted. You know, and I think we as wrestling fans are going to be so freaking happy to see 100,000 people, assuming again that it is safe, see 100,000 people screaming <laughs> in the same area. And You're the right, good thing, Fernando. <laughs> yeah, and Fernando says uh, <laughs> Fernando says Brandon's gonna break his neck standing front row. Yes, Brandon. That's a story that at WrestleMania 32, Brandon refused to look at the ring, even though we were like seven rows back only, and he looked up. Devon Dudley was standing two shoulders away from Brandon, and Brandon was looking uh, up at the video screen to see Devon Dudley. I swear that is a true story. Off, and, uh, nice video United screen. by Wrestling. By the way, United by Wrestling. Thanks for your support. I know you were you you're saying that you're looking forward to this episode, so thank you. Yeah. That meant a lot. Uh, saying Texas, I think will be perfect to welcome full capacity back. I agree with you 100. percent uh, Diego says that yeah, if I went to as many manias as Kenny, I would brag about it every chance I could too. Yes, I've been to like what seven, eight WrestleManias. Uh, he's list them out I here. promise you, I've I've been to more manias than Diego seen boobies. But anyway, I have to say boobies because I think he's not 18. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep it PG, brother, hey, brother. Where were we at? Okay, so yeah, WrestleMania. And then, like I said, they pushed back all the way. WrestleMania 39 is in California. So obviously, by then, they hope that the world is back to normal. SoFi Stadium is up and running because obviously it's a new arena. So they haven't built as fast as they were going to because of the pandemic. Gives enough time for California to figure it out, right? Um, Let's go, Jay White. <laughs> thanks, yeah. Brenda. Thanks for that. Um <laughs> But yeah, I think they're doing this right. But do you know how what what's crazy about the announcement of uh, WrestleMania's uh, 37, 38, and 39, the locations? What's mm. after that, Brandon? WrestleMania 40. What? We were at WrestleMania 30. That was when The Undertaker lost his streak, and that does not feel like that long ago. Yeah. But for all intents and purposes, the next Mania after SoFi Stadium is WrestleMania 40. How crazy is that? It's absolutely insane to think about, you know. We're getting old, Brandon. Yeah, I know. We're getting what do you think they really have in New York, maybe? For the I, I think I think so, but it's like they already did that for 35, but who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um I would like to see the Madison Square Garden, uh but you know, obviously now WrestleManias are like bigger, grander st stages. Right. To me, put it in a freaking like a like a city field or something. Put it in a baseball stadium so you can get it in New yeah. York. Um, I think that would be a cool visual. That's just that's just my opinion. But I know they do the rumbles. Uh, for the previous years, they've been doing rumbles in baseball fields and then WrestleMania in football stadiums. Uh, but Brandon, <laughs> you I said, don't like uh, driving to New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, I hate. I hate. Let, let's not talk about New Jersey. But I'm just kidding. Um, but speaking of getting old, since we're getting old, Brandon, yeah. uh, Chris Jericho. So this man botched the lion's <laughs> salt, the lion's salt, and people came for him harder than if he had said he like you would have thought that Chris Jericho tweeted out some racist tweets the way people came at Chris Jericho for this botch. <laughs> And it was like, I saw people say something like, of course, they started body shaming him and saying Chris Jericho's 50s out of shape. He's, he can't even do a fucking lion salt. Uh, they're like, get him the fuck out of the ring. I hate Chris Jericho. And it's like, who are you to come for Chris Jericho? And my thing is, okay, look, I'm going to say this right. I don't agree with Chris Jericho's political views. I don't. 
I don't agree with things he's done in his personal life. I, I, I don't. But for him to botch a lion salt and, and people to say that all of a sudden Chris Jericho is too old and too this and too that, I want to see somebody do a moonsault at the age of 50. <laughs> I want to see some, somebody do a moonsault at the age of 30, much less 50. Right. Chris Jericho, in, in his career, has botched a handful of lion salts, mm. and yet people came for his head. Brandon, Brandon, <laughs> right. you have a worse ratio with at sex than Chris Jericho has at the lion salt. Were you 0 for 5? Yeah. Okay, look, we don't need to get into the details, but look, you know, sometimes it doesn't Speaking work out. the details, I have your last fling to Tanya on the phone right now to give us the details right now. I'm just kidding. No, look, but yeah, right, right. I understand that. You know, like maybe it's a little messed up to come after him. But you say, you know, the guy's, you know, what fifty? You know, maybe should he have tweaked his move set by now? You know, maybe so, okay, you realize so that I'll that. accept right. though. Uh, right, that's a respectful take. Like, hey, maybe take that out of the arsenal. You don't need to do that so much, brother. Right. Like that's that's that I'll accept. By the way, people are asking, what did Chris Jericho do in his personal life? Uh, he was a Trump supporter, I guess, is, is the controversy, <laughs> but it was it was literally the, the, the main controversy was that how, how many thousands of dollars he gave to the Trump campaign and things like that. I'm not here to argue wow. that. Like, I disagreed with wow. it, but I'm not here to, like, you know, uh, castrate the man over over it either. Um, you know, we I, I think a lot of people sometimes it's like they can't separate person from character. And it's like Chris Jericho, the character has always been entertaining. I'm not going to disrespect his personal life because it is what it is. I'm not going to go to Outback Steakhouse, steal his title, and then try to pawn it off. You know? <laughs> and then uh, people, uh, Fernando says, well, Styles can do a peg leg. What the fuck is a peg leg? And he's 40. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the peg leg is. Uh, I'll try to do it if you tell me. But... Um, Brandon, I like that. You listen more than Twitter. Yes. But you see, a botching, Diego says this perfectly, botching Jericho is still 10 times more athletic than me. And that's what I'm trying to get at is like, is like Chris Jericho doesn't deserve the hate just because it's almost like people were looking for him to mess up because they want to talk shit about Chris Jericho. And that's what I'm getting at. Is like it'd be one thing if Jericho did something and people came at him, right? But it's another thing when it looks like it's like okay, okay, he's about to fuck up. He fucked up. He <laughs> fucked up. All right, Chris Jericho is the biggest piece of shit. He looks fat. He's uh, out of shape, and he's this. And then you know people were posting the Rock at forty nine, Chris Jericho at forty nine, and it's like again, it's like are we making that comparison because you know you want to body shame? Like, dude, dude, I'll do this all day. You know me, Brandon. If people talk like that, you can start it. I'll finish it because mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, Chris Jericho at 49 and you at the age of 17. Mm-hmm. I promise you he looks better. You know I, what I, I mean? Like the same people good. who are yeah. criticizing wouldn't hold a candle to Chris Jericho at, at the age of 49. That's my problem. It's like if you're in shape and you, you're fucking ripped, okay, maybe criticize Chris Jericho. But even then, you don't have enough years in the business and, and abused your body enough to understand the road that he's walked down, he's earned it, as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? But just people people like to get mad and for no reason. Uh, the 19-year-old top guy, uh, top flight guy, botched a moonsault too. Did we pin that on his age? Do we pin that on his age too? And that, exactly, we talked about that earlier. Apron bump, you bastard! You, you relate to the party as you always were. Uh, I, but we did but we did talk about that and you know casey catanzaro botched a pretty good it was a to me that was a weird move too great display of athleticism but to me it's like 
I know, still it, thought it looked cool, I thought right? it looked cool, but the, thought, the execution at the end sucked when she just kind of flat backed on it. <laughs> it didn't, uh, it didn't look that good. That. To oh, me, okay. it's like it's like sex again. If it's a good sex <laughs> session and then and then you don't finish strong, was it really good, Brandon? You tell me you're the guy that messes up the finish all the time. That's right. Sometimes you got to look. You got to keep finishing. I, I think she should always land it flat back like that. And that way she can say she's doing it on purpose. And yeah, it just, looked, I, it just looked awkward, man. It looked, it, it, it looked, looked really awkward. But my point is like how, okay, that's, but it's a great point that people didn't come at Casey Catanzaro or top flight for that matter, as hard as they did for Chris Jericho when he messed up and Chris right. Jericho is twice the age of everybody else still consistently hitting the lion salt. And to me, if you look at the clip, I don't know if Jericho had hurt his knee or something, but the way he went up for the lion salt was weird. I already knew as soon as he went for the rope that he was missing it because Chris Jericho usually springboards, which is like he jumps both legs and then he jumps back the way he did it. He almost gingerly put up his left leg and then tried to moonsault mm. as opposed to springing. And as soon as he did that, I was like, ah, oh, he's not getting it. Like, I know he's not getting it, but I hope you don't like mess up your neck. And to me, when some people were like, look, I've seen Hayabusa and he messed up his neck. Um, I just don't want that to happen in Chris Jericho. I said, I'm not talking about you. I said, you're concerned for, for a performer. I said, that's perfectly fine. That's okay. If you say, Hey, I just want Jericho to be safe. Maybe take that all to arsenal. But when you're sitting there like the Chris Jericho is fat, fuck can't even hit a moonsault, retire you stupid son of a bitch. It's like, no, no, I don't take away your Twitter for being an idiot. You haven't put out one good tweet yet, but I still let you have be on Twitter. You know what I mean? Baron Trump. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> apron bump oh my gosh she's just 45 pounds so it doesn't look effective <laughs> horrible horrible so so wait should should jericho at his age know better to attempt those kind of moves sort if chris of thing, jericho like, listen, yeah. listen to me <laughs> if chris jericho did this move for a month five weeks yeah. six weeks and he's consistently and looking he's like there, he's about right. to drop on his head I would look literally come on this podcast and I would say, I think it's time Chris Jericho retires the lion salt as, as much as I don't want to admit it. I think he needs to retire because he's not hitting it safely. Right. Um, but if Chris Jericho hits a lion salt next week, then is it time to retire it? No, I don't think so. As far as I'm concerned, you know what I mean? But right. yes, at United by wrestling. I agree with this assessment. He says the, the, the IWC has been even more toxic <laughs> this week than normal. And I agree. It's like we don't it's like it's like I feel like the IWC doesn't have Trump to like be a scapegoat anymore and they're like damn it who do we hate now? Who are we coming for now? And I want to uh offer you a sacrifice in the one Brandon Brown. Please hate on Brandon Brown. That is who this you is should I'm direct here, your people. hate to. Please I'm here. At AKFYT Wrestling tweet me your worst Brandon takes. <laughs> uh, but, but speaking of bad takes cuz I know I'm going to get heat for this one Brandon uh, uh I told you something about Cesaro that wasn't exactly popular, and uh, it's my podcast, <laughs> I'm going to say it. Oh, you're a hero, everybody. You, uh, you heard it. He's hating. Okay, so I, I was going to so say good. this. I think that sometimes WWE gets hate because they don't push guys, right? And th people use that as a blanket statement. They go, well, you see, WWE isn't pushing this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, so WWE sucks. And it's like, that doesn't work. And the example that I gave, and this is going to be harsh, but hear me out and let me finish. And I promise I'm going to get to a point. Um, the comparison of Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. Because people go, okay, those two need to be pushed. And that's where I say, okay, WWE got it wrong on Shinsuke Nakamura. 
but I think they're right on Cesaro. I think they were right on C Cesaro for the last couple of years. Cesaro was on commentary just a, uh, two, two weeks ago, and he bombed. Did not do well on commentary. And I was telling this to Brandon. I said, Shinsuke Nakamura doesn't speak perfect English either. Okay? But Shinsuke Nakamura, I point out the uh, the segment he did with Austin Aries a couple years ago where he where he goes, spoken Japanese, blah, 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 boom, bam, bam, hits that. And then he goes, wait, 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 wait. You don't understand Japanese. And, you go, and then Austin Aries goes, I don't understand you. And he goes, yeah, me neither. And then he goes back to it and the fans laughed. I said, Cesaro, you know, he messes up his promos and, and, and et cetera. And it's not the same. And Brandon goes, but wait, wait, wait hold on. Brandon asked me, mm. Brandon, tell me what you said. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I guess I was like, I, I didn't feel he was criticizing them both fairly. I was yeah, like, well, they goes, both sort of have yeah. language barriers sort of thing. So yeah. I was like, well, look, why, why are you giving those, Shinsuke yeah. a pass and not, not, and, right. not, and not Cesaro? And I said, okay, there's a charisma factor there. The charisma factor is that Shinsuke, no matter how broken his English is or whatever, the point is the fans go, ha ha, that shit was funny, or ha, that was great. And they, they buy into Shinsuke. But Cesaro, is, you're kind of left awkward when he messes up. So my thing is, as good as Cesaro is in the ring, he doesn't have the mic skills. So to me, I was like, you know what? I see why WWE didn't put him in that upper echelon. I don't see why they didn't put Shinsuke Nakamura, however. Okay, because Shinsuke Nakamura should have been pushed to the moon for for he's got it all. Cesaro, again, has stuff to work on. And the person I compared him to was Chris Benoit. And I said Chris Benoit was a very similar wrestler where he was more known. Again, we're not here to talk about the end of his life. We're just here mm -hmm. to talk about the wrestler analysis. Um, Chris Benoit was known as a shooter. He was known as a, a technician, not known to be good on the mic. And then I pointed out to Brandon, which is funny because one of our friends actually pointed out this interview to me totally random as well this week as if like we fondly remembered it for some reason he talked about Benoit's promos defeating Orlando Jordan about 53 seconds mm. when Chris Benoit said here you know what I can do in 53 seconds let me show you all the things I can do make a cup of coffee and they have the timer going off and he's making a cup of coffee in 53 seconds Benoit as much of a shooter as he was right could cut a good promo he could be there when he wanted to be, and he could be funny when he wanted to be. He got better towards the later half of his life, and it was, it was kind of cool to see as a fan, right? Cesaro, I feel, hasn't done that. Mm. Now, I will say, give the man another chance. I want to see Cesaro succeed. I'm not saying this to say... Cesaro shouldn't be pushed. I'm just saying I get why WWE hasn't given him the full the full gamut of a push. Hunter mm. says, y'all forget Cesaro can speak five languages. I absolutely That's did right. not forget. But, you know, when you do five things half-assed as opposed to doing one thing full-ass, you know, I'm just saying. If Brandon was on five podcasts, but they all sucked, I'd rather him be on three and do it well. <laughs> My point is, we can't give him an excuse. The point is, he has to connect in a verbal sense. Okay, and Diego says I can speak two languages. My promo could still be crap. <laughs> exactly, uh, Diego. Diego is is very well spoken, so don't let him fool you. His, his first language isn't even English. You wouldn't know it from the way he talks, and that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is like we can only give him so much of an excuse because he if Cesaro messed up and then you went sorry, you know, I give I give you a perfect example. Cesaro could sit there mess up and goes sorry, you know I 
I know I messed up in English there, but I, I do speak four other languages that I'm very good at. So even if I mess up in English, you know, four out of five ain't bad. And I would sit there and go, that's the fucking man. That goes back mm. to the Shinsuke Nakamura thing, which is like he's ready to roll with the punches. And when you mess up, you keep going. Cesaro doesn't really have that. He's almost trying to play the serious character. The funny part, if you look at mm. documentaries, Cesaro is a funny ass guy when he just lets himself be. And to me, that's what WWE needs to tell him. Like, hey, give him the workshop at the PC, which, of course, people be like, they're burying Cesaro. They sent him <laughs> to the PC with Keith Lee. He already knows how to work. Damn it. Yeah, he already knows how to work, damn it. That's not what they're sending him for. But have him, have him work a little bit and have him, uh, you know, do that. And this is my humble opinion. I, I mean, no disrespect to, to Cesaro. And people say Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko could cut a good promo. Don't do not in your mind think Dean Malenko. I get that he was a straight shooter as well, but he cut a good promo and he did well in his stuff. And especially when he did his double host seven stuff in the WWF, amazing, absolutely amazing. But again, my analysis of Cesaro's push: give him a chance, but he really needs to work on mic skills. Do you think his push, his second push, will come? You think? Because I feel like this is Shinsuke's sort of second chance because they really pushed him, him in like the AJ angle when he first came in because that was sort of the big thing they were building around. Then it feels like it's sort of cool. Oh, that that sucked too because it should have been good. And for some reason, I I feel like if I could go back, I would make AJ Styles a heel and Shinsuke a babyface. Um, and yet not have switched, kind of switched them the way they did, because I think it would have been killer because they would have been in roles that they're more comfortable at. Hmm. In my opinion, you can imagine AJ going, I, I already beat your ass in Japan. I, I already know I come here to WWF. You follow me. You know, I said WWF, by the way, you, you follow why. me. I, I don't know why I thought I left you back in the land of the rising sun, but that's all right. You come here and try to ride the coattails of AJ Styles, and uh, I'll give you one moment, kid. You know, like I could just hear the promos and Shinsuke going, you know, WWE Championship not going back with Phenomenal One, it going to King of Strong Style, and, and people would just pop because again, Shinsuke has charisma. It's not about what he says; it's about how he says it. You know, and again, I just think hindsight's twenty twenty. I think, I think. uh Shinsuke should have gotten the title. I think it was a wrong move for at 30, was it 34 for them to have uh, Shinsuke lose and to have Roman lose. Pretty crazy. Like it just hindsight's 2020, right? But um, I like that there, that Shinsuke Nakamura is getting the push again, but where the fuck was he on SmackDown? Was he even on SmackDown? Anybody like I, did I miss that? Or can anybody confirm that? Cause I don't remember seeing Shinsuke Nakamura, but I was distracted uh, by Brandon's beautiful, beautiful lips. Right. Well, they, anyway. gave, they gave Cesaro a chance to shine uh, on SmackDown, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So there you go. Yes. So, again, I don't want anyone to think I'm shitting on Cesaro. I'm not. But anyway, Brandon, I guess we got a couple more topics here. Let's get into, uh, I didn't really, I, I don't know if you have it pulled up, but the Mark Henry versus Ryback exchange was pretty heated. No, what is I don't have, do? I don't have the exact tweets, but basically I remember Ryback saying that Mark Henry uh, was a sleeping gorilla, and then an agent said, good luck getting a match out of that. And um, <laughs> Mark Henry insinuating Ryback's lazy, you know, things like that. There was There's a lot of heat on Twitter between Mark Henry and Ryback. You got that pulled up there, Brandon? Uh, oh, well, uh, yeah, I'm trying to see, find this now. Uh, I guess it was saying uh, some of the stuff should have been handled privately. So hold on, Who see. said that? Uh, you see, Brandon says he is if we know who he's talking about. Uh, Rebecca gives a long response to Mark Henry. He says their issues should have been handled privately. Wow. 
Yeah. And uh, Ryback went off pretty pretty Ryback-esque and went off on Mark Henry and uh, Mark Henry responded in kind. And it was just awkward. It was just like kind of like, why are you beefing online? Um, especially those comments about yeah. Mark Henry. I feel like you don't disrespect Mark Henry like that, even if that was true. You know, like, why would you come from Mark Henry's head? Like, he's so well-liked in the business and has respect. But go ahead, Brandon. Was he on a scooter, too? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was get yelled at by uh, Orton. He's, he's hurting, man. He's got to heal up. He's People says, I, I love how Kenny writes Brandon a script. You think he could pull this off by himself? Come on, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Kyle says, I saw Ryback and Mark Henry fight already at WrestleMania. I don't need to see it again. It's true. That was not a good <laughs> WrestleMania match. And that was when Ryback was... um. I'm getting pushed like crazy. I'm, I should have brought water, by the way. I'm getting a little horse in the throat here. Uh, a little dry ski in the throat. And uh, I've, been, I've been talking too much. Maybe I'm talking this uh, voice right here. And uh, yeah, it was WrestleMania like 29. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, Mark Henry and Ryback. Oh, my God. Uh, don't disrespect Mark Henry. At the same token, Ryback's still kind of going. I love Ryback. I'm not actually don't disrespect him either. But right. um, I think he was in the wrong here for how he approached this. <clears throat> Speaking of, of being in the wrong, uh, WrestleMania 29, by the way, for those who are asking, um, what do we think? Uh, because Sting is wrestling in AEW. It is yes. going to be a street fight. Him and Darby Allen versus, uh, what, two members of um, Team Taz. Yeah. I think it's going to be like a cinematic thing. How know? do you know that, though? I, well, I don't. But Here's I, my thing. I saw this what's... argument. I saw this yeah. argument. I think it's safe to assume this is going to be a street fight that is a cinematic match. I, but again, for all intents and purposes, we are assuming. Right. We don't know if that's actually going to happen. At the end of the day, we don't know if this is going to be a cinematic match. This might be a straight up fight. I think it is going to be cinematic, but for people to just say, oh, it's going to be cinematic, so it's good. That's the mentality that's wrong because people assume shit and they report on it as if it's fact. I think it's cool that Sting is wrestling. I was never in the camp that Sting shouldn't wrestle. I'm scared for him. I'm scared for his safety, but I also trust uh, Steve Borden enough to know that I feel like if he were, um, if he felt safe or unsafe, he wouldn't do this. As far as I'm concerned, I don't think he would put his body through this. Um, he's going to be in there where Darby's going to take most of the abuse. As far as I'm concerned, don't think he's going to bump. As far as I'm concerned, I don't think Sting's bumping. I think he's swinging baseball bats and he's, he's coming for people. He's going to hit a couple Stinger splashes into weird things. And that's about it. I don't think Sting's taking a, taking like a, a power bomb from Brian Cage. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, but what he if it is a cinematic match, he might take the big bump at the end where they look like they killed Sting, threw him off a building or some shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> Do some camera tricks, that sort of thing. So I think that'll be pretty cool. I'm excited to see it. I'm going to give the AEW credit. Um, I think I think they're going to do this right, and I have high hopes at AEW Revolution, which, by the way, was rumored to be moved to February. Uh, I think it was February 3rd or so, which is a Sunday. Uh, they had put it briefly on their YouTube channel uh, as the banner and then removed it. So don't be surprised if AEW Revolution gets moved, okay? Right. But speaking of people just assuming that it was a cinematic match and fans just reporting assumptions as facts, let's get into Aleister Black because PWI Insider, Big Papa Dave, my favorite person <laughs> in the world, it was reported <clears throat> that WWE has big plans for Aleister Black. 
going into WrestleMania season. Mm. And that the reason that they were holding him off was to let, you know, they wanted a re- big re- re-debut, but also because um, of the heat that was happening with the Zelina Vega situation, they said, all right, let's hold off so that he doesn't get, you know, tied into this heat and we'll bring him back that way. And I said, how funny that the IWC, again, I'm not even confirming this report. I'm not confirming the previous report, but how funny is it that the IWC was coming for Alistair Black's head, coming for Vince McMahon's head saying, you don't know how to push Alistair Black. You don't want to do anything with him. He should go to AEW. How dare you misuse him? And now reports are coming out that they want to push him is why they've held him out because they, they don't just want to have him on TV for no reason. And people are like, no, 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 there were reports that the SmackDown team didn't know how to use him, which is what, okay. How does that contradict <clears throat> the other report? Maybe they didn't know how to use him in a meaningful way. So they wanted to wait until they were like, okay, I got it. This is how we use Alistair Black and push him to the main event. So to me, is that irresponsible? In fact, no, I think that give him some time, heal his body. He could come in with a different character. Obviously, you debuted a, a different character, but... Maybe they'll bring him back to the original character. Maybe that's what they're going for. Bring him back as a baby mm-hmm. face. Who knows? But the point is, if they see big things in Aleister Black, I think you all owe WWE and Vince McMahon an apology. Because people are so quick to react and say, see, they're burying him. They don't know what to do with him. And they're like, oh, but WWE's track record. And I was like, guys, we can argue that stuff all the time. Oh, all this bad shit happens in my life. Okay, so we're not supposed to appreciate the good stuff? Right. You know what I mean? Like, what kind of stupid mentality is that? It's like, if you're so busy, if you're so busy focused on the bad, you'll never see the good. And that's what I want to say. Like, it's not WWE's fault. It's it's your fault. It's your fault that you're not seeing it. Because, again, it's how I see WWE haters look at AEW and go, AEW is this pissant company. This is what they do wrong. And this is what they do this. It's like, okay, I'm not going to listen to you if you can't find one good thing to say, JD from NY, about a wrestling company. I'm not going to listen to you because you don't offer a fair counterpoint. I can criticize AEW, but I'll tell you what's good about them. You can criticize WWE and I'll tell you what's good about them. That is, that is a full-bodied meal right there, baby. Full-bodied opinion. Look at his body, Brandon. Oh, look at that. Look at, look at that guy. I need like to start working out again. I'm sorry. He's got some definition there, ladies and gentlemen. I agree with this. Their first mistake was putting him in a closet for half a year, <laughs> honestly. And, and it's like, yeah, I agree with that. They did some weird put, uh, booking with him. But again, but, all will be forgiven if yeah. they book him into the main event. But You know what but, I mean? Yeah. Did you kind of still sort of like how they brought him in where they, you know, they had him. He was almost kind of like a fiend kind of character where he was just like taking people out with the black mask. You know, he was just like running through people. And yeah. so he came in pretty strong. Uh, is there something you think they should have retooled maybe about his character or presentation or? I don't think I, I, I don't really think that they they didn't need to do anything with Alistair Black. And that's the problem is that they they almost tried to fix what wasn't broken. And to me, so if they've taken him off TV to take the eye patch off and kind of get him back to that first gothic kind of demonic character, I'm all for it. Because who retired this year? The Undertaker. We're, we're needing that kind of character. And when you say, oh, well, The Fiend is like that, The Fiend is very different than The Undertaker as far, I'm con- as, far as I'm concerned. But Aleister Black can fit that role a little bit more. So if you have that stoic kind of guy... I, Alistair Black, you want to talk about not cutting promos? I don't think Alistair Black needs to talk that much. Let mm. him be the guy that's like, fade to black. 
And that's really all he needs to say. Um, but my thing is, again, it's just it pointing out the hypocrisy of the IWC. Uh, it was pointed out earlier that, you know, the IWC seemed to expect, especially talk, toxic this week. I agree. Because for holy crap. Oh, Alistair Black's not is, is getting misused. And now the reports come out that he's going to get pushed. But it's funny how people will not emphasize that report that Big Daddy Dave came out with. But the, if they say, oh, Keith Lee's not getting pushed. They're going to go. They're going to run with it because everybody is looking for fuel for their toxicity. They're looking to here's their negative fire. And all they want to do is throw stuff on it. And people refuse to light the spark of positivity. That's my thing, man. And and Elijah says it perfectly. Actually, I was going to say that. And I didn't, which was the fiend to me is like a mix up between mankind and Kane. Yes. Um, and then uh, Fiend, or uh, I don't get why they move away from their NXT character every time they bring guys up. I agree with that. Um, sometimes I feel like they fix something, but I, I get that they want a bigger audience to see it. Uh, Kfab Games says, a good old-fashioned anti-Smark show. You're damn right. Do not like Smarks. But um, all he can do is stare downs and look very menacing. Is that a bad thing? Is that a bad thing, bluntly? <laughs> Uh, I just think at this point right now, he should be built up good and fighting at least for the U.S. or IC title or trying to go for the world title. Yes, and I'm giving it a chance because reports are coming out that he's going to be used. Let's see how he's used. Guys, if you're excited to see Aleister Black take the next step, by all means, hit that thumbs up button. Let me know. Uh, Elijah Washington says, I'm just happy, Kenny, and I'm a big fan of Aleister Black. I agree with mm-hmm. that. Brandon, I think it's time. Do you got it pulled up? It's time for the, the main event here. Uh, let's talk about, uh, kayfabe games. Thank you, uh, for subbing. If I'm not already subbed, I'm going to go ahead and sub back to you. So if, yeah, if you haven't subbed, let me know if you've subbed to, to us and I'll, I'll sub back to you. Even you, Diego, you stupid bastard. I'll sub to you. Even though all you post is like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was going to say the mama Le- leche commercials, but I couldn't remember how those goes with all oh, the Miha, come drink your milk with uh Salma Hayek. I think it was. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about, Brandon? <laughs> Never mind. All right. <laughs> All right. So let's talk. Last thing I want to talk about, okay? Uh, the Undertaker's comments on the Joe Rogan experience, which, by the way, I had no idea was exclusive to Spotify now. I was sitting there. I heard about this Undertaker interview, and I reloaded Apple Podcasts about 50 times before I jumped into Spotify, which I pay for, by the way. I jumped into Spotify and I said, oh, shit. Okay, it's exclusive to Spotify now. No, why didn't nobody tell me? Everyone in the chat, you're on my shit list because no one told me the Joe Rogan experience, which I don't listen to, uh, is on Spotify. Well, Brandon, let me hear what uh, Undertaker said. Not not the weapons comment first. I want to hear what he thinks about the young guys on the <laughs> roster. Not the weapons comment first. All right, so I guess Rogan's like asking him if he still follows the product. Um and he's like, I, I try. It's tough right now for me. Uh, the product has changed so much, and, and I'm kind of, it's kind of off. Uh, I'll probably piss off a lot of people, but they need to hear it. It's what it is. Uh, to the young guys, who think like that he's a bitter guy. He's like, I'm not bitter. I did my time. I walked away when I wanted to walk away. I just think the product is a little soft. There's guys here and there that have an edge to them, but there's too much pretty and not enough substance, I think, right now. I don't disagree with The Undertaker. And I again, it goes back to being able to take criticism versus, you know, um, just hearing compliments. Don't think The Undertaker saying 
oh, the business sucks. But what he's saying is he doesn't see that grit and determination from some of these guys. And he's saying he doesn't see the, you know, people are focused on how good their moves look as opposed to really getting the substance behind professional wrestling. The Undertaker could give you one look and get a bigger reaction than some guys who do a 450. Do you understand what, do you understand if you're not listening to The Undertaker with this, I feel like, who would you listen to? Nobody got reactions like The Undertaker. Even Austin and The Rock, guys like that, said the presence of The Undertaker was completely different when when his music hit. And standing inside of the ring waiting for The Undertaker was completely different. Think about the mystique behind The Undertaker. He didn't have to say a damn word, and you felt that character. So if you're not going to listen to The Undertaker, again, who are you going to listen to? Okay? So to me... Again, it's, it's too much of the business. I, I've said this example before, but again, I think it applies now. You know, they talk about doing a big move at a wrestling uh, event, right? When you go home, what are you going to remember? On a, uh, if someone does like this really big event on an indie show, you're going to remember the, the wrestler that did it? Or are you going to remember the move? And sometimes I feel like people are so focused on the move that they forget that it, the jo- their job is for people to remember them. When you watch this show, Perfect example. You watch our show. My intent is not for you to think <laughs> wrestling. Okay? My intent is to you go, wow, I like Kenny's takes on professional wrestling. Because at the end of the day, there are 50 million wrestling podcasts. Why would you want to listen to mine? Because you like me. Mm. I want to put my individuality in there. I know Brandon want to put shit in it, but I want to put my individual <laughs> individuality in it. I gave so, all money to Trump. So you know what I mean? I but but yeah. you get what I'm saying? It's like, I, you need to remember something about me. And, you know, I know that I'm doing a, a decent enough job, you know, and I mean this in a humble way, but people say, oh, I like Kenny's humor. I like this and stuff. And I'm like, good. Like, at least you know my personality. Like, you know who I am. I am not fake. These are legitimate parts of my personality. But people might not go, oh, well, like, you know, I, I remembered Kenny's take. On this, they don't remember my opinions necessarily. They just remember, oh, I liked him. <laughs> that's what you want. To me, at least, that's as far, that, that's my thing, right? So, I don't think The Undertaker's wrong here. It's why guys like AJ Styles get it. Because I told you this before. AJ Styles, when he was like flipping and doing all this stuff, he wouldn't have gotten over in the WWE to me. But now that he knows his character, now that he really emphasizes it, do you really give a shit what AJ Styles does in the ring? No, you just remember him as like that cocky, stupid son of a bitch. And you remember it. AJ Styles is a well-rounded person now as a performer. He gets it. And now he's older. That's no coincidence. Experience. It all comes with experience to tie this whole episode together. We talk about top (laughs) flight and, and, and private party. The only thing... That's going to fix all of this as experience. But anyway, um, go ahead with the other opinion that the other taker gave, because this is the more controversial one. That got, got into some, uh, some hot water here. You got to do um, an Undertaker I, voice, though. Uh, Riz, uh, that era of guys, too. Those were men. You go into the dressing room nowadays. It's a lot different. I remember walking to my first real dressing room. And all I saw were some crusty fucking men, right? Half of them had guns and knives in their bags. Shit got handled back then, you know? Now you walk in, this guy's playing video games and fucking making sure they look pretty. It's evolution, I guess. I don't know what it is, but I just prefer when men were men. 
first of all, <laughs> I gotta read Hunter's comment before I go on. Bruh, yeah. Brandon's the only male that makes me wish I wasn't gay. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, you would turn a gay man straight. Yeah. That, that is the kind of Look man you that, are, Brandon. Really. Oh Look my god. Hunter, I, I love you for that comment. That was damn funny. I appreciate I'm that. I'm turning a gay straight and the straight woman gay. That's what I do. <laughs> You're the converter. Brandon converter. Brown, the converter. That's my gimmick. Wait, wait. Brandon Brown, the converter. BBC. Huh. Hey. Look we at that. finally found what the BBC stands itself. for. Brandon Brown, the converter. All right. We, we'll, we'll just say it out of context from now on. It's the converter, Brandon Brown, over here. But uh, getting back to The Undertaker, I think people are picking at what he said and not understanding what he meant by it. So do, does he literally think that people should have weapons in the locker room as opposed to playing video games? No. What he's saying is that nobody's out for themselves. Nobody's salty anymore. Nobody's gritty. Nobody's hungry. Nobody's willing to stab somebody in the back for their spot. That's what he's saying. So he says, yeah, why is everyone focusing on the weapons? Yeah, apparently everybody, he said the thing about weapons and people don't understand what a metaphor is. He wasn't saying like, I, I want to see old man ass with some guns in the locker room. He just said men were rough. They had some rough characters yeah, back then. Yeah, it's like yeah. they were some rough cats back in the day. Guys who would like, you know, would take your fucking head off. Now you got the guys who go out there for style, styles points. You know what I mean? So I get what he's saying, which is people going for the aesthetic and not going for the realism. You know, it goes, you know, we could talk about that in UFC. UFC did the same thing. It's like, we wanted to see, like, bums fight, you know, at the other day, not see, like, you know, these athletes. I don't know. I get, I get what he's saying. I guess it doesn't apply in that sense because UFC did have to evolve. That's a little bit different. Um, but The Undertaker is basically trying to say what he's always said, which is, guys, less is more. Less is more, and I need you to give that to me so that I can be invested as a fan. Because at the end of the day, can't no disrespect hey i think he's an incredible athlete this person that i'm about to say what is memorable about ricochet tell me tell me tell me what is memorable about ricochet because all you're going to tell me is his athleticism and his moves and that goes back to cesaro and things like that i i pointed this out you know again this all ties together i always like that we kind of have a theme of the episode i said what made kurt angle great brandon Brian's like, oh, he's an Olympic gold medalist. I said, okay. I said, I, I need you to understand that the reason Kurt Angle was great was because he came in as an Olympic gold medalist and completely understood that he didn't need to fucking be an Olympic gold medalist to wrestle. Mm-hmm. He understood the business. He understood it was reactions. Listen to Kurt Angle's Hall of Fame speech. He says, it's not about the moves. It's about the moments. It's about the moments. What do you remember about Kurt Angle? The milk truck. You remember him <laughs> going, you know, Angle slamming Shane off of the podium. You remember these moments Kurt Angle gave us? Not that oh he was the most celebrated athlete, the uh, you know the the best athlete in the WWE because there were the Chris Benoit's of the world. You know there were people just as good as him. The point is the reason Kurt Angle was so special, such an anomaly, <laughs> was he was able to come in and have facials. Remember that in the amateur wrestling world, people that you're taught not to have facials. You're, not, you're taught not to give your body, as in, like, you protect your body. 
Kurt Angler said, well, shit, I'm in the bu- in the wrestling business. I need to give my body or this is not going to look good. You know, mm-hmm. I need to have facials or else I'm not going to look good. That's what made Kurt Angle special. Not that he was an Olympic gold medalist, but he understood that I'm an Olympic gold medalist. I need to forget everything I fucking learned and do this like this. And he humbled himself to do it. Okay. So my thing is, and then of course, later on when, when he needed a refresh, what did he do? Then he embraced that Olympic side. He, aggr- he embraced that aggression. Do you see what I'm saying? Santino Morella is actually a really good example. Uh, Santino Morella was a real shoot fighter, could do all of that. But what did he hone in on? The quirkiness. Pull out a sock out of his Pull out yeah. a sock. And it probably <laughs> added years to his career. But fans, I'm going to read this verbatim. I was about to say the same thing. Kayfabe Games. Fans nowadays prioritize good wrestling over characters and promos. No, they don't. I'll explain what I mean. They think they prioritize that, but when they are given good wrestling over characters and promos, they say the person's boring. So it goes back to, I can't blame Mm -hmm. WWE for saying, okay, well, we don't fucking know what the fans want because the fans don't fucking know what they want sometimes. The fans sit there and go, this is what we want. And then when it's given to them, they say, this is stupid. This is the stupidest fucking shit I've ever seen. Because if Ricochet was pushed and Aleister Black was pushed with no characters and they were just pushed off of their work rate, I promise you somebody would come in, uh, tons of people and go, you see, this is why WWE is in the shape it's in because they don't give us fucking character work. They don't do this. They would literally start bashing exactly what they were asking for. So y'all don't know what you want. (laughs) WWE has to say, all right, fuck it. I'm not going to listen to you necessarily. And I'm going to go to what I think. And, you know, people say Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy is up for debate because I think Buddy Murphy should be pushed. Um, but you know, it's a different debate for a different day. Uh, and then, yeah. So Diego says, yeah, the characters aren't memorable these days, but and can't draw for shit, but the work rate though. Exactly. And it's like, but that's also why people are going to time out pretty easy. You know, they're going to time themselves out of the business because you know, the, the wrestlers talk about a bump card, right? You only got certain number of bumps before you have to get out of the business. So if you're given mm-hmm. all of these hardcore bumps, eventually your number is going to be called, you know, you know, and it's like, okay. I'll say it like this also. If you don't have good character work, what are you going to do once you retire from the wrestling business? Do you have a slot for to be a manager? Do you have a slot to give back to the business in, in that sort of way? You know what I mean? Mm. You know, think about the guys who became good. Look, think about Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is one of the, the best athletes, bar none in TNA and then in WWE. Obviously, now we don't know if he's coming back to the ring, but what does he have now? Mouth. Can talk. And we remember Samoa Joe. And you, we know that Samoa Joe, if he never comes back to the ring, will have an amazing career as an announcer. We know that as a commentator, I should say. All right? That's kind of what I'm saying. And then people say, when I hear Cesaro name, I think, well, shit, that dude could take a hit to the teeth. Yeah, you, you see what I'm saying? Cesaro, we don't think of a memorable promo. You know, I think of the biggest moment I could think of for him is like the uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And it's like, that was a moment, but that was also a moment orchestrated by the WWE. It wasn't necessarily a moment that he took upon himself. Does that make sense? <laughs> why are you, why are you like feeling up your titty? Like, why are you, like, you literally just got happy. You went, I, I'm, I'm what's no, going I was on? Just, I was just touching myself, but yeah. No. Why are you laughing? I, no, you laughing I was about? just going to say, I was just going to say, I will say defense of sort of the current era. I think there's some rugged Minley men on the roster now, you know, I, and I they're at the I top. Feel, Orton out there, yeah. Orton, the AJ, is that the top? Uh, Drew McIntyre? I even think Cesaro, Drew McIntyre, Reigns. I think you got some rugged rugged dudes there. You know? Okay, they listen to what you just said, though. But, but you literally <laughs> proved my point. Here are rugged dudes, right? Yeah. Fucking dudes can talk. 
Drew McIntyre could talk, right? Roman <laughs> Reigns can talk when he wants to. Like now that he's given a character that he can run with. The point is, that's exactly what I'm saying, is that you remember these guys because of certain attributes that they have. You've literally, you're literally proving my point. It's not even the athleticism. It's the combination of them all. Athleticism doesn't mean shit. I want y'all to understand. A roof ain't shit without a foundation, baby. A roof ain't a house. <laughs> hey, look, I know that, that people are probably like, oh, Kenny came up, where do you come up with that? Off the top of my head, baby. But literally, if you don't have walls, how you putting up a roof? So to me, the walls of this are to make us remember you, to make us to talk good. And the roof is the rest of it. The roof covers it is the whole piece right there. That's your moves and your athleticism, right? Because again, it, there's going to be a day where, bluntly, you can't lion salt. Again, we're tying this back. When Jericho can't do the lion salt anymore, what are we going to remember? He can talk. Right. We, can, we still remember things about... Chris Jericho, he's the whole package. Elijah, Elijah Washington says, yeah. Eddie, Eddie Kingston, Kingston got yeah. me interested. You think I give a shit about Eddie Kingston's uh, in-ring skills? Don't, I don't give a flying fuck about Eddie Kingston's in-ring skills. And that's no disrespect. That's literally just... That's a just, manly man. That's a guy that's going to have some right, weapons but that, on Exactly. Him. He just got grit. <laughs> he just got it, you know? And because and, his physique ain't even that good. You know what I mean? Like, there's what, what's good about Eddie Kingston? His ability to talk and be organic and, and, and you know, cut promos. Um... Elijah Washington said, when Taz cut a promo, I said, holy shit, get, oh, man, let's get yeah. Sting versus Taz right now. I'm going to tell a story later, and we'll, we'll end uh, a little bit after this. A story about Taz. It's from the ECW DVD, right? Paul Heyman says, Taz was coming out of that Tasmanian char- uh, devil character, and he kind of wanted him to, you know, come out of his shell. And so, they're sitting there, they're in the ECW ring, Paul Heyman had cut a promo, Taz is to his left, and he sits there, and, he, and the fans are chanting, Fonzie must die! Fonzie must die! Fonzie must die! And so Paul Heyman's going to one corner, and he sticks the mic out to the crowd. They're chanting. He sticks it out to the other side of the ring. The, the crowd is chanting. Then he grabs it, and he sticks it in front of uh, Taz's face. And when he sticks it in front of Taz's face, Taz, you literally hear him go, Fonzie must die! And then walks out of the ring. And Paul Heyman said... They got backstage, and Taz was furious. Furious that he would embarrass him like that. And Taz looked at him and said, Listen, brother, if you ever put that fucking mic in my face again, I'm gonna shove it down your throat, beat your fucking ass, and quit that fucking night. And he walks out, and Paul Heyman said, Right there, the way he was so threatening, scared the shit out of me, I knew he'd be the best promo in the business. Mm. Do you see what I mean about getting people uncomfortable sometimes? and getting them out of their skin and giving them the criticism Taz would have never known that he had that capability if someone didn't fucking make him do it just there did the promo suck that he did in the ring absolutely when he just went Fonzie must die horrible promo but what he said to Paul Heyman afterwards Paul Heyman probably said do you see what you just said to me you see how you said it that's the guy I want. That's the human suplex machine. That's the guy that needs to be cutting promos. Taz probably went out there from down and said, let me tell you something. This is this. And started talking in his real voice. You know what I mean? And it took someone, <laughs> it took someone bringing that out for him. Get out of your comfort zone, guys, because at the end of the day, you won't, greatness is not discovered in your comfort zone. If you keep doing what you've always done, well, you're going to end up like Brandon. So right. anyway, trade in your PS5 controller for a Glock, bring it in your gym bag, 
Tough enough, people. Don't be so soft. Brandon, do you think we should show that clip again? Because I th I thought it was good. I thought it was good. We'll show <laughs> we'll show the uh, the video games clip to, to end the episode again to play us out. Guys, do me a huge favor before you go. Hit that thumbs up button. Thank you for joining us. As always, it is always fr fun to have a drink with you all on Friday nights. I had a Manhattan tonight, so I'm closer to New York than most of you tonight. Um, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week, Friday. But again, hit that thumbs up button. We'll go ahead and play the video games and weapons promo one more time. Brother, brother. Boom! <laughs> Headshot! Take that, you stupid noob! <laughs> hey, 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 Love video doing? games. What's going on? Hey, man. Sorry, you scared me. I was just playing some yeah. COD. Uh, we got a podcast to do. Uh, what are you doing? Playing COD? I mean, what happened to all the good podcasters in this generation? This generation? What is there another generation of podcasting? Yeah, I mean, like Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. You know what? Fuck California. Listen, when I used to come to the studio, people would have their hairy scrotums out. They'd be putting on the talcum powder. Shit would get done. Now what I come in here and you all are playing video games. What, what other, is this? What other podcasts have you been on? Uh, okay. You know what? We got things to do. Don't go soft on me. All right. Okay, should we start the show now? Yes, let's start the show, please. Sorry. God, this is ridiculous. Video, God! I don't have a girlfriend. <laughs>